lovely human being. Welcome back to another episode of The Whole Voice. My name is Allie Tyler, and this show is designed to bring a little more consciousness, courage, and creativity into your everyday life so that you can express your whole voice. Welcome back, my friend. We are diving into part three of our five-part singing series. And in this episode, you are going to learn how to make different tones and styles with your voice. Oh my goodness, I'm so excited. Now, before we get into it, if you haven't listened to part one and two yet, be sure to go and do that either before or after listening to this episode. It really makes the most sense. (laughs) when you're putting this all together. So as a reminder, this five-part singing series is a completely free resource that walks through the fundamentals of singing for anyone who has ever said, I wish I knew how to sing, but maybe you didn't want to necessarily invest in voice lessons. At least not yet anyway. (laughs) So if you're brand new to this podcast, welcome. I'm so glad that you are here. And like I said, we're going to be talking about singing and really diving into the true aspect of sound today. I'm so excited about this episode. Now, as a reminder, I will be sharing a code word in every episode that you can DM me with over on Instagram at The Whole Voice. You can DM me this code word. I'm going to say it at some point during this episode, and you can enter for a chance to win free access to the Discover Your Voice program. So listen very carefully for that word. I'm going to drop it at some point, and you could be the next selected winner. All right, let's talk about sound quality. (laughs) So here's the amazing thing about singing, probably the most amazing thing about it. Your voice responds to your thoughts and feelings. Like, literally, that's what it was made to do. (laughs) So if your thoughts and your feelings are focused on criticizing what you sound like, well, guess what's going to happen? Your voice is going to respond to that, probably in not the most positive way. So in essence, singing is a mindfulness practice. It's a practice in managing your mindset, and it's a practice in observing the thoughts that you have about yourself and about your own voice. So a wonderful way to practice this is with one mantra. Feeling good sounds good. Feeling good sounds good. That's really the key here. It's not that sounding good makes us feel good, although... It does, of course, but it's really about reverse engineering that approach by feeling good first. This means feeling good in your body, feeling good when you sing, and feeling good about yourself, including what you sound like. I really can't emphasize this enough. It is so important to remember, especially as we dive more deeply into the technical aspects of singing. So please, please, please just keep this mantra in mind. Feeling good sounds good. That's truly the underlying foundation to everything. In terms of vocal technique when it comes to your sound quality, there's two things that we're really going to be focusing on in this episode. Resonance 
and vowels. Now, there's truly tons of things that go into creating different tones and qualities with your voice, but these episodes are designed to keep things simple. And in my opinion, resonance and vowels are some of the most significant and easy to understand concepts that you can feel results with immediately. That's why I wanna work on these two in this episode. So let's start with resonance. What is resonance? (laughs) It's one of those buzzwords that I think many of us have heard but maybe aren't quite sure how to define. So very simply, resonance is essentially the amplification of sound. I like to think about this as the human microphone. It's what helps your voice carry across an auditorium and what adds overtones and color to your sound. And the cool thing about resonance is that it goes back to our discussion around the body when we sing, specifically in that we don't really want to involve our throat when we are singing. Do you remember hearing that in part one of this series? So when we sing with resonance, We release the tension that can naturally occur in our throat by sending the sound towards the different cavities in our skull. Okay, (laughs) let's back up for a second. So I would consider myself a, quote, sensational teacher. I'm putting air quotes as I say this. So not sensational in that I'm an awesome teacher, although I am an awesome teacher, (laughs) but sensational meaning I guide my students towards experiencing the sensations of singing in their skull, specifically around what we might call the mask area. So if you put your hands up around your face as if you were wearing a mask, and no, not a COVID mask, (laughs) like a masquerade type of mask, this is what many voice teachers mean when they say, sing into your mask. I do use this phrase, but I also include other points on the face in general. So a lot of my students will hear me say things like, sing to your mustache, or sing to your third eye point, or sing to your cheekbones, <laughs> which sounds kind of elusive and a little ambiguous. But oftentimes having a direction like that will help take the pressure off of our neck and throat and send the sound in a healthier place. Now, fair warning, you're not actually creating vibrations in these areas per se, there is a difference between feelings and sensations. So feelings are physical reactions from a specific cause, whereas sensations are kind of like more of an energetic focus or perception of something. In fact, our brain is so powerful that we can actually experience a sensation that may not even be physically present but that's for a whole different podcast episode. The point is achieving resonance often means both feeling physical feelings and experiencing energetic sensations, which leads me to the code word for this episode. That word is sensation. So feel free to DM me over on Instagram at the whole voice. All you gotta do is type in the word sensation and you will enter to potentially win the Discover Your Voice course completely free. If you want to know more about that course, go check it out over at thewholevoice.com forward slash shop, and you can read all about this awesome course. So one more time, that code word is sensation. 
All right, let's go back to resonance. So a great way to find resonance in your voice is to use voiced consonants. Now we're going back to English for a second, right? We got to remember what vowels and consonants are. So voiced consonants are consonants in the alphabet that are voiced. So things like mm or n, where you can phonate, meaning making sound, through that letter. Letters like p or s are not voiced because you can't sustain them with a tonal sound. So my favorite voiced consonants when it comes to singing with resonance are M as in mom, N as in Nancy, and NG like in the word sing. So let's take that little consonant cluster, the NG, and we're going to place our fingers on the sides of the bridge of our nose. And now I want you to pretend like you have a super stuffy nose, like you got a cold, and the only way to get that gunk out is to buzz that up in your nasal cavity basically as hard as you can. <laughs> so we're gonna try this together, okay? We're just gonna linger on that NG, and it's gonna sound like this. Let's try that together, here we go. Right, so do you feel that buzzy feeling around your nose? I hope you kept your fingers up. Do it one more time and really focus on that buzzy feeling once more. Exactly. So if you are feeling that buzzy feeling, that is the sensation of resonance. Pretty wild, huh? <laughs> so you can also feel this on an M or an N, and you may feel other sensations as well. I know that when I do this, I feel my lips sort of buzzing, especially on that M, and even a little bit of cheekbone action. Um, there's various different places on the skull that you may feel this, depending on which consonant that you are using. This is why I like to use cues like sing to your mustache or sing to your cheekbones. It gives a direction to where these sensations can travel to. Again, this helps relieve any tension in your throat or neck area, and it helps create a more forward resonant sound. Okay, so that's resonance in a very quick nutshell. So now let's add vowels to the mix. Here's what you need to know. In English, we have five main vowels, right? We know this, A, E, I, O, U, I guess six, sometimes Y. <laughs> but when we are speaking these vowels, we have around 14 to 20 vowel sounds, depending on your resource, that is. So let's just say 14, as that's way less overwhelming than 20. But how on earth is that possible? How do we go from five main vowels to 14 vowel sounds? Because each of these vowels have an open and closed version of them. Or you can think about this as bright and dark. We also have things called diphthongs, which are essentially two vowels that combine into one word. So even just like that word combine, combine, I, 
that's two vowels, I and E, that create one syllable. We have this all over the place in English and we don't even really notice it. So that's why we have 14 vowel sounds. And here are 14 words that start with the letter B that demonstrate the different vowel sounds that we have in English. I'm gonna pause after each one so that you can repeat it back and feel the differences in your voice. Are you ready? So the words are beat, bit, bait, bet, bat, butt, boot, book, boat, bot, box, buy, bow, and boy. <laughs> awesome. I hope that you were repeating those with me and you may have noticed that they are all slightly different vowels. Isn't that crazy? So each of these vowels takes a different shape in our mouth and it involves our tongue in different ways, which results in different types of resonances. All right, before I lose you, we're gonna make this super simple. Let's take the vowel sound E, for example, like in the word beat. I can sing this vowel in a few different ways, depending on where my tongue is, the shape of my mouth, and whether or not I send the sound forward or backward. Backward tends to raise the soft palate, making it sound like you're yawning, okay? So let's try it first where the tongue is slightly pulled away from our teeth, and we can imagine the sound traveling backwards behind our head. Again, kind of like we're yawning. It'll sound like this. Let's try that together. Try this with me. Right. Now we're gonna do the complete opposite. So we're gonna bring our tongue forward against our bottom teeth, and let's direct the sound towards the front of our face. Let's say our mustache area for fun. <laughs> so it will sound like this. All right, try that with me now. Great. So do you feel a difference with just that one vowel? There's tons of other ways you can do this. You can pucker your lips. You can open your mouth a bit more. Hey. You can nasalize it. There's really so many things that you can do with different vowel sounds. The other thing that impacts tone qualities is the style in which you sing. So of course these things happen simultaneously. If you sing in a more classical style, you may have a more rounder or darker sound to your vowels. And if you sing in a pop or contemporary style, you may have a thinner or brighter sound to your vowels. Everyone is different in terms of what cues work best for them. Now, I will say that I am a teacher who tends to teach with this more forward resonant approach, meaning that we don't want the sound to travel too far backwards when we sing the rounder vowels. I usually err on the side of brighter and more forward because that's how you're going to release tension in your neck and your throat and we're gonna hear you singing much louder because again, resonance means the amplification of sound. 
But this episode's intention is specifically to help you feel and understand how to create different tones and styles with your voice. So you do whatever feels fun for you. I just want you to explore all of these different ways, okay? So here's a little recap for you. Resonance is helpful to feel with voiced consonants such as M, N, or NG, because you can feel the sensations in your face. And vowel sounds have different resonances depending on how open or closed or bright or round you sing them, which in turn creates different styles of singing. Like I said, there's a lot to cover when it comes to sound qualities. I could go on and on and on about this particular topic, but hopefully this gives you a better idea of what to play around with when you're exploring the different sounds that you can create with your own voice. So here is your fun assignment for this week to sing along with three songs of your choice in three different styles or genres, whatever you would like. So maybe one is going to be in pop and then musical theater or country or folk or hip hop or classical. Oh my gosh, there's so many. So pick three songs, three styles, and be observant with how you change the vowels in the words depending on the style you sing. If you're not sure how to do this, just simply listen to what the singer does. So pause the audio of the song and mimic it back as best as you can. Listening and emulating different singers in different styles is such a great way to add more tones to your vocal toolbox. And there you have it, my friend. I hope that this episode was helpful for you. Don't forget to DM me that code word over on Instagram at The Whole Voice to enter to win the giveaway. And if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe, leave a review on iTunes, and take a screenshot on Instagram stories and tag me over at The Whole Voice. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. I will catch you here next week for part four of our singing series, which is all about how to pick the right songs and keys for your voice. Have a beautiful day, my friend, and keep on singing.